everyone, welcome back to another ESL podcast. Man, I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. First and foremost, as always, love saying thanks. Big shout-outs to everyone out there who always listen to my podcast. I do appreciate this so much. And guys, be sure to tune into my other social media platforms because the big one is coming this Friday. That's it. And that's right. Because you know what? It's time to start putting out more material for those of you who are serious about learning English. So, again, that's going to come up this Friday. It's called Patreon, and I will make a formal launch. So, Stay tuned for that. Very excited about that. But today is not about that. It's about this. So here we go. Writing skills. Guys, the writing skills, the writing skills. It's time to start writing your first draft. Now, the thing is, when you write your draft, it's not so much about the grammar. It's not so much about putting things into, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's why it's the first draft. I remember when I first started writing first drafts and writing in general, um, the teacher said, hey, listen, you could scribble, you could scrabble, you could mark out things, you could do this, you could do that. It doesn't matter, but your final draft is your final paper. Therefore, that one must be perfect or at least damn near close to it. So when it comes to, of course, your first draft, you have to look at it this way. Don't worry so much about style or good English. It's just a draft. Right, so it's like you need to first, there are some hidden points, well I wouldn't say hidden points, but there are some points on my blog that you can actually look at, and some of these revolve around, hey, you know what, clarifying your points, meaning writing out your central ideas, your, you know, what could be a hypothesis, your conclusion, your main direction, your line for reasoning, okay, it depends what you're trying to write, And I've been biting my cheek literally all day. I don't know what's happening right now. But anyways, oh my god. My cheek is jacked. Anyway, so here we go. Here we go. All right. I'm just all over the place now. Write headings and subheadings. Now, remember I told you guys about the outline. Remember the Roman numeral one? Roman numeral two? You could go up to five. You could write your subheadings, which could be A, B, C. And then you could write the sub-subheadings which is the one, two, three, all right? If you want to write additional material or if you want to write more things that relate specifically to, uh, let's just say, the heading, all right? So that's another way to do it. Add in the supporting details, all right? So I remember when I first started writing papers back in college, what I would do is I would write out my outline first, okay? So let's say it's a five-paragraph narrative, all right? Roman numeral one, Roman numeral two, all the way down to five. Roman numeral one is my intro paragraph. Roman numeral five is my concluding paragraph. In each one, there will be five sentences. So the opening thesis statement slash topic sentence, the three supporting detail sentences, which will be the topic sentences for the following three body paragraphs. And then... Their concluding sentence that has a transition, of course, and it transitions over into the body paragraphs. So, body paragraph number one, body paragraph number two, body paragraph number three. With these, you could write your topic sentence. Obviously, they would be the second, third, and fourth sentence in your introductory paragraph, respectively. And then with that, you need to write three supporting detailed sentences along with the concluding sentences with the signal or signpost that goes into the next paragraph. 
All right? Now, this is a five-paragraph narrative format. This is not an IELTS examination format. This is completely different. All right? Now, it depends what kind of essay you have. If you write a narrative essay, okay. But if you're writing like an opinion essay, uh, an agree or disagree, uh, there are plenty of different essays out there. It could be an impromptu. Who knows? Right? But these are some ways that you can actually write your headings and then add in those supporting detailed sentences. And then, of course, linking it up. Right, So writing your headings and points into sentences. And then always sticking to your plan. Right, And that's the most difficult part because, again, being a non-native English speaker, if you don't stick to your plan, it could be very, very difficult. Then you might get thrown off. You might go back to a sentence and erase it instead of including it. And it could have been a great sentence that links everything else together. So be very, very careful with that, okay? So basically, this is our topic for today, okay? This is about the advantages and the disadvantages of Thai food versus American food. This is your discussion topic, all right? So again, if you want to do an opinion essay, okay? Remember, I just went over the opinion essay just last week. If you want to do a narrative, you can write a narrative. But let's, let me just get into the discussion of these, Right. So, again, uh, and agree or disagree, you're probably going to have to argue. I said advantage and disadvantage. That could be a little bit different. It just all depends on you. Right. So a lot of people you could write, let's say, two, four paragraphs and one against. So body paragraph number one and two could be for Thai food. And then it could be against Thai food saying, hey, you know what, Thai food, there has been there, there have been problems with malaria in the past. Um, again, there's not much uh, cleanliness to this and that. You know, it's all about supporting detail sentences, right? So here we go. Here's my discussion about Thai food and American food. First and foremost, the advantages and disadvantages. Now, I do believe Thai food far – it's not even close. Thai food is real. American food is pretty much fake, right? So in Thailand, they don't have factories creating – a bunch of trash which they put into the freezer so i remember while i was walking down the street one night living way outside bangkok and it was late at night and next thing you know i look over to my right and it's a little market area i remember seeing just a big pig dead right there on the street now a lot of people would say ew why would they put a pig on the street therefore it's going to be dirty contaminated this and that yes i understand but Again, in America, what they do, you never see a pig like that. You don't see them transporting pigs like that, like you do here in Thailand. Those pigs go straight into the factories, and normally they get all this nasty stuff up off, off of the ground, and that's how they create hot dogs. It could be very, very – and they put so many different chemicals into the food out there. Chickens. I heard they actually inject uh, chickens to make them bigger, and not with water, with human growth hormones. So that's why at the ages of 10, 11, 12, 13, you see almost fully developed girls turning into women. Why? Because it's the chemicals in the food. Sugary. The, 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 the American system of food has created a big disservice, and it's crazy because if you look at it, sports drinks, okay, like Powerade, Gatorade, they're more expensive than – what is it? Water and Powerade, Gatorade is more expensive than the Coca-Cola. 
So Coca-Cola is basically promoting, hey, yeah, drink me, drink me, drink me. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not so much the fast food. My students have – they go so far to say, you know what? It's because American food is really bad. It's this. It's that. No, it's not about so much the fast food because Thailand has a lot of fast food too, all right? And with that fast food, they actually put something, a very harmful ingredient by the name of monosodium glutamate, which is also known as MSG, which causes depression and probably 20 other symptoms relating to, oh my God, you just have to look it up. I think I wrote an article on it on my website. You'll have to check it out. But again, that's the ultimate ingredient here. Where does it come from? Myanmar. Myanmar transports a lot of that in here. and They actually have it sitting on tables roadside when you are eating just a really plain dish because they say it adds so much flavor. But the flavor is very dangerous. Bonchon chicken, which is out there in America in some states. Be very, very careful because they add MSG into that chicken. And how do you know it's MSG? Well, how do I know? How do I know? You become very, 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 very thirsty after you eat it. Right? I remember one time I ate pizza and I woke up in the middle of the night. I've never been that thirsty before in my life. I chucked down like two liters of water. Literally. And anytime when I eat bonchon or when I ate bonchon, I would get very, 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 very sleepy. And then once I get sleep once I got really, really sleepy, I got very thirsty. So I discontinued eating obviously bonchon chicken because again, that is really, really bad food. And so there it is, guys. So <clears throat> those are the disadvantages of, of course, the both. All right. But the advantages of Thai food is that everything, if they just add the right ingredients and put in the right things to the food, it's extremely healthy. Honestly, being out here in Thailand, I've never been healthier before in my life. In Australia, my diet was piss poor. I would eat these gummies called Starburst. And they call them gummies out there in uh, Australia, which are basically gummy bears in America. I would eat them for breakfast along with a blueberry muffin for breakfast every day. Why? Because it was so expensive. Those two things alone were $10, 300 baht. Can you imagine that? A damn blueberry muffin. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what is it? Those gummies, those gummy bears. Did I actually have any protein? Man, I think I consume maybe 30 to 35 grams of protein a day, severely under what my daily requirement is, which is about 75 grams. And so when I came here to Thailand, now I'm on such a strict thing. And you know what? Every time I wake up and I finish working out, I got something called stir-fried basil with chicken. It's always prepared at or that specific morning from, you know, of course, CP, which owns the, mark, the market that I actually go to, the family mart that I go to. And so I have that, a yogurt, and a banana every morning. And of course, after a treacherous workout today, after I finish, I grab myself a chicken Caesar salad. That's right, a big, massive one with tomatoes. It had this, it had that. It was delicious beyond belief. So yes, there are days that I cheat, but the thing is the quality of the food out here and, <clears throat> of course, the variety and the different options that I have at my disposal or you know which, which I can choose is far better than America. America, when you want to eat healthy food, it's very difficult to find it. They have Trader Joe's, they have Whole Foods, but all of that stuff costs very, very expensive. It's very, very pricey. So my healthiest food, of course, it wasn't that healthy. Out there in Las Vegas, man, I would eat Chipotle like no tomorrow. But you know what? It's just amazing. It's amazing to see that there aren't they promote so much. And so if you go so, pr promote so much madness, 
So if you go to different states and if you go to like Texas or if you go over here or over there, you would see just massive human beings. And so when I walk in, they say, oh, my God, you're so skinny. Oh, my God. And it's like, no, I'm actually healthy. You're severely obese. And so these are some things that America is going to have to face head on, right? Because being 100 to 150 kilograms, which is like between 200 and like 500 pounds, is not considered healthy. And even being those NFL players, that's not healthy either. The majority of them, their life expectancy is probably 60. They don't live that long. So I got into an argument with my, you know, a friend that I had. <clears throat> she was like, no, those NFL players, no, they're very big, but they're actually fit. They're very, very healthy. I'm like, are you serious? How much body fat do they have on there? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, listen, I know you went to nurse. I know you've seen the textbooks. You've seen this. You've, you've seen that. But you are speaking like a cynic. All right? You're believing the garbage that these people are telling you. That is not healthy. Being 330 pounds, being 150 kilograms, that is not healthy. I don't care if you run. Those guys can barely even run. They're consuming insane amounts of bad fat and empty calories and this and that. None of that is healthy. So guys, I've given you a bunch of ideas on how you can actually create this. Look at the topic. Speak about it with a friend. Type about it. Okay? Do some free writing in your free writing journal and see what you come up with. Remember, it's just the first draft. Put it all together like I told you. And like you can see on the Arsenio Buck Show, and I'm looking forward to a lot of your papers. So, guys, with that being said, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.